0: Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic.
1: And I have the opinions.
0: Welcome to season seven, episode two.
1: Just, you know, trucking along.
0: Yeah, I actually started telling people about our podcast now that we're 102 episodes in. Who? Just people out on the street. What the you fuck know? Are you, talking just to out on the street on the don't, train.
1: Don't be talking I'm to strangers. I'm handing out
0: flyers, giving <laughs> stickers. You know, we made those stickers that we were talking about making for five years.
1: I will just be mortified if people start listening. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> just remember, if you want us to stop podcasting, send Paying us something. yeah some Anything. dollars. <laughs> no amount is too small. <laughs>
1: because it's still more than nothing
0: (laughs) (laughs) tell us what happened last week babe
1: okay first of all our bad we didn't tell you pfl is back for a new season so we didn't tell you about the first two cards but from those two cards it's important to note that jeremy stevens who came over from the ufc lost his first fight to clay collard Aubon Mercier won his first fight, which is great because last season he lost his first fight and it was just really hard for him to gain enough points to make a real run for the mill. Remember, PFL, you earn points per wins throughout the season and it's all to get to that end fight to earn a million dollars. A milli milli. Milli milli. Chris Wade won his first fight, and I remember we liked him last year, but I have no idea why, Um, and if you saw his face, you would know, like, oh, yeah, but I don't know why.
0: That's how I feel about Clay Collard. Like, why do we know him?
1: Yeah, because he got he didn't get robbed last season, but he maybe should have won. Mm. Um, Brendan Loughnane won his first fight, and we really like him because the UFC should have given him a contract, but Dana sucks, and so... Fuck Dana. We want Brendan Lochneen to
0: succeed. Well, let's go, Brendan. He's our favorite fighter in the PFL. We got. He is? He's got to be.
1: Wow. Yeah. Right? Okay.
0: Where's he from again? Not Ireland. So. Okay. Well, whatever. Then fuck him too. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Also, last week we had UFC Fight Night. Figgy's little brother Gerald Mearshart, Jared Gordon, and Andre Touchy Feely and Rob Font all lost. <laughs> Which means Marlon Vera won in such a fun but also very weird fight. That's one that we definitely recommend you all go watch.
1: Definitely. And last but not least, um, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano was on right after the Font Vera fight ended. And I love that they planned that accordingly. Also, a weird and crazy fight. I do wish we were watching with Billy because then he could have explained to me who was really looking good and winning rounds. George was in and out of consciousness so like he couldn't right. give like a real play by play for me. Anyway, Katie Taylor won, but Amanda Serrano looked amazing and she's so likable. It was definitely a close fight, but since taylor has so many belts i kind of see how serrano would have really had to clearly win more in the later rounds to have won which is obviously not in like the judge's scoring book that like Mm -hmm. like george says like to be the champ you really have to beat the champ
0: i haven't said that for a long time you
1: haven't and i know you don't necessarily stand by it but in this case i i is something it's something to know true that the last thing i just have to say is that the female commentator absolutely fucking sucked and ruined my watching experience because she was saying what she thought as opposed to what was really going on and so like watching after the first four rounds she's like serrano's definitely up three rounds to one and now even Ariel Hawani was like I don't know how she could say that on air
0: I don't know who that person was
1: who <laughs> <laughs> the commentator yeah. you don't even remember no anyway she fucking bothered me and then, I
0: know, I know that she bothered you because I'd wake up uh, from my nap mid fight to hear you being like she, she gotta shut up
1: <laughs> she just oh, she did just have to shut up but anyway congratulations to both Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano super awesome
0: even though I was a sleepy deepy and I was very comfortably sleeping uh, I still gave you some good tips because they were in the open stance and I told you oh, to watch you for did. whose foot was on the outside you did and I you saw a little that. stomping too a little stomping action Amanda Serrano was stepping on her foot yes Katie Taylor,
1: Yeah. Was, I, I, I still gave
0: that. you the little bit I got thank
1: you thank you for that
0: All right, what's happening next week? Bellator has a card on Friday during the day because it's in France. Ryan Bader is fighting Czech Congo for the second time for the heavyweight championship fight for Bellator. They fought in September 2019, which is when we started or right after maybe mm. we started no we started in october so uh but i remember that it burns into my brain which is a weird fucking fight to burn into my brain this that, one yeah the first <laughs> one that it was a no contest because of an accidental eye poke by bader and congo couldn't uh continue so other people fighting on that bellator card are yoel romero lorenz larkin and pedro Carvalho. uh also on the long ass card of nobody's Mike Heck, who's an MMA fighter, uh, fighting journalist, uh, and is on MMAfighting.com, has been hating on Bellator recently. And honestly, I now know that Mike Heck listens to us. Yeah. So thank you for being a fucking loyal friend and listener, Mike. We would love to take you out to dinner sometime.
1: Yeah. But like, stop copying us. As just well.
0: hit us up or give us a little throw, you know, yeah, shout out.
1: Yeah. We just shouted you out, you know.
0: You know, the little shout out to shout out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. PFL is also on Friday. Um, Kayla Harrison, you're disgusting. Ray Cooper, the third, are both on the card. And they both won the million last season. So we definitely recommend watching. Anthony Pettis is fighting an Irish guy who I don't know, but I'm going to root for him. Rory McDonald and Julia Butt are also on the card. So this is like a pretty heavy card for PFL standards. Um, so since we dropped the ball before we feel a little bad but honestly this is the card to watch it's on ESPN plus at 5:30 and espn 2 at 9 p.m if you want to check it out that's awesome
0: prelims are on um, plus and the actual cards on espn 2
1: i suppose that's how it is that's cool yeah i'm done so let's get to our top whatever the heck this is and our focus will be the top fights y'all need to watch this weekend
0: let's go top three All right, I'm going to start it off. I am very excited to be watching Canelo Alvarez fight this Cinco de Mayo weekend. He's fighting Dimitri Baval. And what do we know about Dimitri Baval, babe?
1: Ah, nothing.
0: He looks super tall.
1: Yeah.
0: You wrote it down. I tried to set you up with that spike. Oh. You you flubbed it. (laughs) I did
1: flub it. it, it, This is you. This is all you. This is
0: all me. So I'm going to take the reins right here and give you all this information. Canelo has fought eight times on single de Mayo weekend and he's had over like 50 fucking fights that's crazy
1: is it all consecutive years
0: no I think he's there's a couple uh-huh. that I, the, I think it's been six the past six but then also 2020 there was definitely oh, no duh. fighting then because it was still early on with all duh. that shit um. So that's it. I really don't have much to say except that I'm very excited to see Canelo fight. And then uh, I don't know fucking dick because it's so confusing with this boxing world and what Canelo is doing. In terms oh yeah, of he just has a lot of belts. Right. Up. he just has like all the fucking belts. <laughs> yeah. And then people are saying if he beats him, then he's he might have to fight Triple G again. But also Triple G's old as fuck. So what's gonna fucking happen? And blah 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 blah. And then oh, uh, there's all the talk about Kamara Usman fighting Canelo. It's like get out of mm. here, man. Yeah. It's really just like seeing a lion attack a gladiator. I think that's kind of what the vibe of Canelo's last like seven fights have yeah. been. Like you just want to see demolition. But that also makes me feel like it's a ripe opportunity for him to be, uh, you know, challenged and maybe. Let's see what the odds are, real fast. Do you know what the odds are at all?
1: I know because I still don't understand if someone's negative or positive is that. If good someone's positive,
0: the under, they're the underdog.
1: And the higher the number, the more they suck.
0: Yeah. So right now, Oliveira is minus 165 and Gaethje 140. Who's the underdog? Gaethje. Yeah. Good job. Well done. Thank you.
1: But I'm going to forget. Ask me again in 30 seconds. I won't know.
0: So let's see. We got over here. uh, Canelo Alvarez is minus 500 and Dimitri Paval is plus 380. Who's the underdog?
1: The tall Baval.
0: tall Baval good job <laughs> one more babe uh jamel charlo is fighting brian carlos uh cost costano which i didn't realize they were f- oh it's not on the same card it's a week after charlo is minus 160 costano is plus 135 who's the underdog
1: the second guy
0: very good babe congratulations
1: thank you i feel good about that
0: your, your odds were plus 400 for you actually getting all three of those right so i just made oh, a that's lot of money rude. Yeah, super underdog <laughs>
1: so, suck it <laughs> number two on our top three um includes fights from this weekend's ufc prelims so it is a pay-per-view card it's ufc 274 gonna tell you right now the prelims are super light which is kind of good because then any of the guys who are listening you can have fun on saturday and george won't be trying to watch any of these fights however the last fight on the prelims i suggest taking a look at it's randy brown versus chaos williams both of these guys are on a two-fight win streak in the welterweight division Chaos Williams, like many fighters, has such an interesting backstory, but I only learned about it after his last fight when he was on Ariel Hawani's show for the very first time. So, I tried to, as we just like joked about seconds ago my memory is terrible so i couldn't remember his super interesting story <laughs>
0: rigorous journalistic endeavors
1: yes so none of this information is available online so i went back and re-listened to the interview to tell you the good when was it from talk about dedication for it was from i think november wow yeah that's like i have real
0: it's been a whole different life since november <laughs>
1: It has been. November seems like yeah. whatever time. So here, here's the quick version Give of Chaos Williams' story. Chaos had sent Ariel a message in January 2019 before he was signed up with the UFC and told Ariel he was on the come up watch for him. But Ariel never responded. And Ariel's a big time weenie. So the whole interview, he keeps saying, I'm sorry, I never, I never responded. I swear I never saw it. And Chaos is like... It's fine. I'm here now. This is great. So Ariel, just like shut the fuck up every now and then. Come um on. Chaos Williams' mom went to prison when he was four years old. So he was bouncing around in foster homes with different family members. And eventually his aunt was able to adopt him. But then um, in July 2013, he went to prison for 18 months for selling cocaine. And he was the first person to earn his high school diploma while in prison through a program between um, the prison and the local high school. So good for you, Kalen Chaos Williams. And last but not least, um, he said that time being incarcerated made him much more appreciative of his freedom and it woke him up a little bit. And he just has a very positive attitude about everything. And he's just like forward thinking always, like whenever Ariel tried to like bring up the past or like certain opponents or he lost a close decision, he's like, I don't think about that like What's time to move point? on time to move on so let's go chaos
0: all right so we have the main card on saturday so there's just a lot of freaking fights and we'll call out the top three fights from the main card tony ferguson is fighting michael chandler babe i keep forgetting this is even happening are you I excited can't. about that
1: just to like go back on my last part too the main card is so good But it's not even that many great fights. It's just that the fights that are on it are fucking incredible.
0: Super great. great.
1: I am a little scared for Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler.
0: Dude, Tony Ferguson, I, I I keep forgetting when his last fight was, and I keep thinking it was when Justin Gage beat the fuck out of him. It was not. It was Justin Gaethje beat the fuck out of him. Then Charles Oliveira beat the fuck out of him, and then Benil Dariush beat the fuck out of him.
1: So he's on a he's three on a three
0: fight win- losing streak.
1: Tony Ferguson got fucked by the UFC.
0: He got they fucking and now putting
1: fucked. him against Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler is like is kind of, of fucking I don't know. him.
0: I hope he had enough time to fucking get better and stuff like that. But god damn, Michael Chandler, he lost to Justin too. So it's just crazy. It's Lightweight's crazy. Yeah. I feel like there's all this stuff around bantamweight and featherweight and everything, but like lightweight is still the freaking goddamn best. All right. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, Rose Nama versus Carla, uh, Carla Esparza 2 is uh, this uh, Saturday as well. The first one was for the inaugural strawweight championship, right? Yeah. Uh, she won the first fight, so it should be fun to see Rose, the champ, avenge that loss, but also see Carla get the chance to fight for the belt again. Do you have a favorite for who's gonna win this fight i
1: don't know i do really like carla we just saw her on embedded i think she's fucking crazy for fighting this weekend and then having her wedding the following weekend like what if she gets totally beat up
0: that's fucking crazy
1: that's a little crazy oof i just don't know i hope they both look good i'm gonna go with that stance
0: I know, but then it makes me nervous. I hope actually that someone just it just ends real fast by accident because the ref makes a, a <laughs> stupid mistake. Oh, <laughs> so
1: Yeah, because I don't. Enough man, enough I can't watch five eye.
0: five round beatdown.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And then, last but certainly certainly not least, we have basically my two fucking favorite fighters, Charles dubronx Oliveira, who has been on this fucking podcast probably more than any other fighter or definitely top three
1: i mean once upon a time we used to call him the bronx <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> there's a whole episode dedicated to that and fucking Justin Gaethje, man i just i love them both i love both their styles i love both their attitudes charles Oliveira yeah. is a submission super threat with this tall lanky like brazilian and i realized also what kind of fighters i like the most i, I do did realize my favorite fighters are all either from South America or Latin America and have like heavy Muay Thai awesome striking bases but are really fucking good at jiu-jitsu too and they're all skinny and lanky because I was thinking what are my favorite fights I always talk about um, Robbie and Carlos Condit Mm -hmm. and I talk about uh, Style Bender and Kevin Gaston but my old favorite fight from back in the day has been um, as the PTI music plays um, Roger Huerta versus, versus Clay Guida
1: really remember that shit no cause
0: you were sleeping in your uh, in your fucking in a f- apartment 404 and I watched that shit live in like 2007
1: <laughs> I do not obviously remember so Charles
0: Oliver you're the man but Justin Gaethje I just I fucking love him too it's I, I really don't know who I want to win you, I think I, you
1: have to pick right now I'm gonna pick
0: I want Justin to win but I think Charles is gonna win
1: okay fair enough setting
0: myself up for failure or success whatever you call it
1: definitely one or the other that's it alright who do you want? Oof. I don't know. This is like the Rose Carla. I, I really don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not picking one. I made you pick, but I'm not picking.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> PTI rundown on the fly. Colby Covington petitioned to have the uh, tape from the police officers like not released when he got beat up by Masvidal pretty freaking weird, huh? Why? And because he probably looked like he was crying and stuff like that. Uh, Andre Arlovsky is super upset with the uh, his performance because he was really worried about scores. What you think about Andre Arlovsky the other night?
1: oh uh, yeah, tricky. He won, which is super cool, but I th- we should be disappointed.
0: <laughs> Damian Maya submitted Alex Oliveira in a return to grappling.
1: Oh, cool. That's awesome. Fucking
0: love Damian Maya. Dan Hooker returning to lightweight says he'd put a fork in fighting at 145.
1: Good. his coach, one of the best coaches in the fucking world, told him that. And he did whatever the fuck he wanted and he lost badly.
0: Uh, there's a brutal BKFC knockout that left the fighter face down on the canvas.
1: Definitely do not want to see that. Thing.
0: Okay. And uh, I love Chito Vera. You do. We'll finish it on that note. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by all the mamas out there. Who don't listen, but especially our moms who will never listen and refuse to listen. Happy Mother's Day. Love you.